Today, long readings, long announcement, and so I'm trying not to make this too long of a homily, but there's so many things there that, that, that I want to say. So um, one of the things that I think you've heard me speak about before was just sort of, you know, in, in the Bible especially, um, you know, a name is a very important thing. Um, and, and I think for many of you here in your generations, names were, were probably maybe even a little bit more important than they are now. Sometimes I think, uh, you know, a lot of times we choose names because they're really unique or, or, or something like that. But often the tradition was you chose names of saints, uh, you know, names that really were representative of your faith or names that, you know, were in your family that were passed down, usually also names of faith and things like that. And so in my, in my unique um, kind of life, so my, my given name is, is Peter Thomas Julia. My father's name is Thomas, but then I, I told you all the story of um, my uh, middle name is, as, or I'm sorry, my confirmation name is Melchizedek, after my grandfather's given name, Peter Melchizedek Julia. And so my dad's name is Thomas. And so my dad is Thomas Joseph Julia, and I'm Peter Thomas Julia. And one of the reasons I mention that today is because for those of you who are doing the, the consecration to St. Joseph, which culminates this Friday, we hear about the Son and the Father. And one of the things that's spoken about in the consecration book, which is an amazing, uh, amazing thing to actually discuss, is the idea that St. Joseph, of course, in his quietness, and, and limited sort of knowledge of him that we get through the scripture, one of the traditions that had always been held in the church is that Joseph dies before Jesus begins his formal ministry. And so we, we don't really see anything about Joseph in, you know, the gospels or anything like that. He's not present at the cross as he would be if, if he was alive. So, so the tradition really makes lots of sense. And so one of the things that's amazing is that, of course, St. Joseph protects and essentially adores our Lord Jesus Christ for his entire life. Even that amazing adoration that we experience by adoring our Lord, even when he's just in the tabernacle, just like I've said before that our tabernacle, Our Lady, Mary, was a tabernacle for our Lord when, when she held him before he was born. And then Joseph even has the opportunity to adore our Lord Jesus Christ in the womb of Mary as he accompanies them, um, you know, to, to Egypt, to the, to the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem. And these are really, really important aspects of who St. Joseph is. And so what happens is one of the reasons they say that he had died before Jesus's public ministry was because there didn't want to be confusion between when Jesus spoke of my father, you know, he speaks to about his father in heaven, um, that there's no confusion that he's speaking of Joseph, who he really believes is his earthly father, the one that had raised him and taught him things. And the book even alludes to that idea of like, you could think that Jesus in his mannerisms, in his tone of voice, in his speaking, in the way that he would even work as a, as a carpenter, would be much like Joseph, because he watched him his whole life. And just like we absorb, I'm sure if my dad got up here and spoke, I don't know, maybe he would be doing these same things with his hands. I'm not sure. He probably would, because I probably absorbed that as a kid. But the important thing is to realize that that oneness that Jesus has with God the Father, our Trinitarian God, 
how important that really is. But just now, that's why we're really realizing how important St. Joseph has been. It's taken all of this time so that Jesus made sure that for centuries we focused on the relationship of God the Father and Jesus the Son. And he's just like, now, so everybody doesn't get confused, it's now time for, under, for us to understand that hidden life of St. Joseph and how great of an intercessor that he can be for us. Uh, just like I'm named after my dad in ways, and that he has that name, that middle name of Joseph, so does Jesus come to do his father's good work. And so all of that is linked and it is one. So there's nothing that Jesus does that, that, that is not linked with the father. One of the most important things that we always have to remember is that the reason that we believe in a Trinitarian God is before Jesus comes down here to earth, he is already eternally with God the Father in heaven. So, you know, Jesus' existence does not come about like our existence. It starts, it has a beginning. They are eternally one with each other in heaven before the incarnation, before he comes down to earth. And the way that that works is you need a lover and a beloved. And so the Son loves the Father, God loves his Son, the Son returns the love to the Father. That love between them is the Holy Spirit. So, so we kind of see it really, even though it is a mystery for us, it can't happen without a trinity, without that loving relationship that's traded back and forth. And so that model of the trinity is a model for us. The model of the Holy Family, you know, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph— is a model for us of this exchange of love and that we all do. And then at the very end, we hear this last phrase right there. I cannot do anything on my own. And then, because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. So Mary, her divine fiat, her yes to God, she did God's divine will perfectly. And Joseph, he gives us all hope. I was speaking to a young lady that said it the best that I, I've heard lately. It's like, ha, oh, Jesus, you're sinless. Mary, you're sinless. It's just like, how, how can I compete with that? But Joseph, although that there, there was sin in your life, you were the most holy there was besides those two sinless people. So you give us hope that we can live a life of virtue and sin very, very, very little in our life if we align our will with the will of the Father, just like Mary and Jesus did. It's all about wanting what God wants and aligning our will with our Lord Jesus Christ. If that's in line, then we're in line with the Father, and then we're in line with Mary's example, and we're in line with what Joseph tried to do. But Joseph gives up us hope that we can be unbelievably holy people, People that truly sin very little in this life. People want to tell you that it's impossible, and it's impossible to be sinless, but it's, not, but it's very possible to sin less. <laughs> you know, so we just have to work on being as holy as possible. And, and we use that great intercessor of St. Joseph and of Our Lady to help us on the way. God bless you all.